Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast, That's The Way, The Cookie Crumbles. We're back after a week off. I've been on me jollies. Stan and Jim have been holding the fort down in Whiskey Alpha. Hopefully everyone's been well behaved, have they lads? Yeah, we made sure they were. Yeah, we had a few people, but uh, they're sleeping with the fishes, let's just say. Sleeping with the fishes. And I tell you, who should have been sleeping with the fishes yesterday. Liverpool, because James Milner shouldn't have been sent <laughs> off, shouldn't he, Jim? Yeah, you want to go right into that talking point of the game? Right into it, yeah. Could have been sent off in the first half. Definitely should have been sent off in the second half. Um, I'd be very surprised if Tierney isn't demoted to championship next week after that performance, to be honest. Um yeah, he gets the wrong side of Foden um, very early on. Could have been a penalty. The question is whether he's, he's in the box or not. Could have been a red card, actually, if he wasn't in the box. For the, I don't really get the rules, to be fair. Um, either way, yellow card at a minimum, he gets away with it. Ten minutes later, he gets his yellow card. And then in the second half, he clatters into Bernardo Silva in the most obvious yellow card tackle you've ever seen all season. Especially the way Turney was handing out yellow cards to pretty much everyone and anyone before and, and even after that so so yeah that was a, a big a big swinging point that didn't go our way at Anfield yeah I think I said it to you at the time of the penalty that's one of those annoying ones were because of the clear and obvious stuff rather than it just being the right decision because he didn't give it they were never going to overturn it because I know t- to us it's like oh he obviously legs him up but you can be like is it clear and obvious that it's the wrong you can see why you might have gone is it just a tangling of legs? Is it a bit clumsy? Is it this, that or the other? That they were never going to overturn it. But at the same time, had the referee given that, the only way they overturn it is if it's outside of the box. But I saw your tweet, which said that they weren't looking at that anyway. It was whether it was a foul they deemed it wasn't. But had he given it, <clears throat> and they had decided it was in the box, again, they wouldn't have overturned it because it wasn't clear and obvious an error enough that you know it was the other way around. So for me, I've said it before on this podcast, it should just be the right decision because like there was a couple of uh, uh, well it's not Upton Park anymore the, the London Stadium where the commentary said I think or was it Peter Walton or somebody the day after it said had they given it they wouldn't have overturned it but it wasn't clear and obvious enough and you know on another day the City might have lost and, and you know they could look at that and, and say if Milner gets sent off there they get a penalty they go in 1-0 at half time Liverpool have got 10 men then they win the game so people might act like it doesn't affect the game that much and City didn't lose in the end but these, this clear and obvious error stuff is is what's affected that and what's affecting a lot of the yeah. decisions. I know that there was one at Chelsea, wasn't there, uh, where a goal got disallowed for an Aspilicueta foul that apparently was a shocking decision. So awful. We're getting we're getting these every week where either VAR just isn't being used pro- like or it doesn't feel like it's being used properly like that yesterday. He didn't go to the screen and you're having ones like this Chelsea game where it wasn't worth going to the screen that he goes to the screen and overrules it. Do you know what I mean? So. It's how they're using it that's uh, yeah. frustrating, but you know, City I, drew two I, two. I, I think he, he definitely did affect the game. Um, I think it, it, if the right decision is made, which to me was it was just outside the box because it wasn't um, a continuation, it was like a pull down or he wasn't took on his shirt or anything like that. The initial contact is, is, is so clear, it's, there, it's outside the box. It could be a red card. I don't think my tip's covering him. Um, that changes the game massively for me because especially the way the first half went, I don't think you'll see many teams pin Liverpool back like that for a good 35 minutes. First 10, Liverpool were on top and then after that, they, they couldn't get out. City missed two clear-cut chances. Um, Bernardo Silva made an amazing run and Phil Foden should have slotted it home. De Bruyne had a header come straight to him at all the time in the world and 
didn't put it on target. If, if we take advantage of that red card that should have happened for me in the first half, we could have went into halftime honestly 3-0 up and the game's gone. Um, it just happened to be that City had to show great character um, in the second half to come back to all because you fully expected Liverpool to rob a result there, which they kind of did in the point, but you thought, especially after Salah's wonder goal in the second half to make it 2-1, you thought, they've, they've done a man. They've, they've come out of the second half a lot better and they've got away with that first half somehow. And it's just yeah. classic City not being cutting edge enough, which is going to be their problem for the rest yeah. of the season. Well, I mean, yeah, sorry, sorry Sam, I was just going to say, that'll be the, the talking point all year. If City don't get three points in any game, do they yeah. need a striker in? That'll be the, the narrative for them, I think, this season, especially in the media. But I think talking about when Milner should have been sent off, I think he he was lucky not to get sent off, obviously, with the challenge with Foden. And then the one on, was it Bernardo? Yeah, the second I think half. if he's not been booked there, that's a stu- I mean, it's a stonewall yellow card anyway. But if he's not been booked, the ref doesn't shit himself there. And the fact that City have got a point out of this game, he'll have a massive sigh of relief. Because if they'd have got beat, and it was that oh, Salah yeah. goal, then... You said demoted to the championship. I think he would have been demoted to Sunday League. Uh, well, you see now, mad Pep was after that, didn't he? Sent off. I could only imagine what he would have said in the presser afterwards if he if he'd lost that game. I mean, I think he was he was he was spot on after that. He, he said that these decisions at Anfield, especially, and he mentioned at Old Trafford, they don't go against the the, the home side because of the atmosphere. They just act, if a City player was to do that, he would have been sent off yesterday at Anfield because. I don't know, the the ref kind of bottled it to me as a bit of a coward. Um, I agree. Yeah, I'm just speak. I can't even say enough about it. It was the easiest decision you'll see all season. Yeah, As Mika soon as it happened, everyone was like, yeah, it's going to get sent off surely. And then you're waiting for it to happen, and it just didn't happen. And then what happened straight yeah. after? Yeah, exactly. And he then, gets hooked. Well, that's, Klopp, that's... Klopp was mad not to hook him at half time. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah Everyone's seen that, couple. Yeah, he definitely should have hooked him at half time. And it was a definite second yellow. I mean, everybody knew it. Liverpool fans, as soon as that happened, probably winced. Uh, waiting for the you know the second flash of a lemon before the strawberry followed, um, but you know it didn't happen. And like you say, it was a double whammy because not only did Joe Gomez get stripped off and come on, uh, Sadio Mane was it? Did he make it one nil or Salah made it two one? Very very no, Mane, shortly Mane, after. Yeah, Mane, was I, it, I think Mane made it. I can't, Liverpool uh, went ahead either. None was involved. Yeah, so <laughs> not only did it give Klopp that second you know time to to take Milner off, despite you know like we said he should have come off at half time. He brought Gomez on and then Liverpool went 1-0 up. So, massive double whammy for City. But <clears throat> I agree. I think City were the better team here. If, I was, if I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm very happy that you know we've got a point, especially finishing the game with 11 men. Scoring a couple of goals that were against the run of play and you know two moments of individual brilliance, as people like saying nowadays, when good players do anything good. Um, and yeah, I thought City it was a very good team performance. But, I mean, I'll ask you, Cook. It's a, you've already mentioned it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because City controlled the game so well, I thought, because they just completely swamped Liverpool, stopped them playing out or, or even doing the usual balls down the line, get it wide to the full-backs, clip it down the line because they had so many in that midfield position. And there was at times really when they had six midfielders, you know, you know, packing in there without that usual striker. But do you think that's a bit of a double-edged sword? You've already mentioned it, that they controlled the game because of that but maybe they didn't go ahead at any point also because of that, because they didn't have that striker, they just had midfielders. Do you think positives and negatives to take away or do you think the goals will come anyway? I just think that every every system has flaws and it's just about how you exploit the flaws in every system. Yeah. And I just think that 
the fact that any day of the week City can put a Grealish as a false nine, a, a De Bruyne, a Bernardo, a Jesus, a Sterling, even at times, is the best the best weapon they have because it's the unpredictability factor. It's almost the fear of the unknown of City. And I think that's where they get a lot of teams. And I think that's why Chelsea showed them so much respect in the first game because they didn't really know how they were going to line up or who was going to play up front. But if they had a Kane, although he would bang in easy 30 goals, they become more predictable as a result. And then they lose the mystique, I think, personally. But... Like you said, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, the, we'll say that they've not got a nine, but also we'll say they've gone away to Chelsea, won. And dominated yeah, Liverpool and exactly. Chelsea. So and maybe they lose that work rate maybe yeah. with a cane, but... You've got to sacrifice also, somewhere. Also, they might have been one or two nil up at half-time. Yeah. So it, like, it is a double-edged sword, and I think City have done well there to get the point with you know some of the decisions yeah. that went against them and the fact that they've gone 1-0 and 2-1 down at Anfield in the second half. Yeah. They've, they've responded twice and... You know, we'll move on from that game, Jim. It's been a difficult week. Cook's already mentioned the one 0 win away at, at Chelsea, where Gabriel Jesus uh, scored um, against Chelsea after selling Abraham and Moses. They've, they've continued that religious streak after Mohammed <laughs> scored as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about midweek. Would you say it's a par week for City? Though, those three games, getting four points out of a possible nine, or do you think uh, you, yeah. you could have got more? Would you have taken that before? On, on paper, yeah, a par week. Because you've won one out of three, but it's it's it is the hardest week in world football. Um, if I used to ask me who the best three teams are other than City, I'd probably say Liverpool, PSG, and Chelsea. Bayern probably mm. run them close, but um, yeah, I, I think a very good week on upon reflection of how other teams actually performed. I was a bit, a bit wor- not I don't know worried kind of um, thinking how well everyone else has strengthened, and especially after City started the season at Spurs, you're thinking, oh, I don't know if this could be. It could just be one of them years, but at Chelsea, it really shot me. It took me back. I thought they was they were, they, they, they were not they were nothing short of incredible, really. I mean, Chelsea, the mo- one of the most on form teams since Tuchel's been there. He's had Pep's number, but completely swaps it around. And he had Chelsea weren't in the game. I feel like we showed you too much respect. I feel like we were overly cautious. And... Yeah, but I think I feel that like was a, a, yeah. the effect of how the game started and City didn't let you out. Yeah, you, I agree. You just got mm. penned in, and then midweek to go to Paris um, and yeah we lost but I, th- I think if you watch the game I think see with a better side definitely just two moments happened where they got a goal from a deflection fell to Idrissa and then he a great finish and the second goal is Messi being Messi there's not much you can stop off some like, it's like the Salah goal you can't stop stuff like that I don't think mm. um, and then we dominated Liverpool so on a different week um, being more clinical better in the final third you win all them three games which is a bit mad to me. I don't think any team's got a right to win all in three games. 100%. I just think if you were, if I'd have said to you, for example, all right, you'll lose against PSG in the Champions League, but you'll go away to Anfield, you'll get a draw, and you'll beat Chelsea away. Oh, I, know, I, just, I feel yeah. like you snapped my hand off for that. Oh, yeah, easily, definitely. Because um, losing your second group game, especially when PSG have drew their first one anyway. Um, we did too. And we've won, it, it, it's insignificant, really. Um, yeah. We're back to back at Bruges now, the next two games. You win them, you're on nine points, you're probably through. Yeah. And Leipzig look awful, so you probably beat them away as well. Yeah. Um, Chelsea was the big one, because they were in some good form. And Liverpool had dropped points at Brentford the week before anyway, so they kind of let you in themselves. So, yeah, the results definitely fell the right way for City but I think it was they probably deserved City performed really well and 
I think think stands on something about the double-edged sword and the way City play. I think I was watching that game thinking Grealish isn't doing much here, but you need a bit of pace to get over top of Liverpool. Yeah. But then when Grealish came off, um, if you watch your back and look at the numbers, look how often Fabinho got involved after Grealish went off. And if you watch Grealish's performance, he just didn't let Fabinho off the ball. He, he came up on the second half, fewest touches. Fabinho was second. You never see a holding midfielder second in that kind of start. Yeah. And that's a lot to do with what Grealish did. And he did a did a job on um, Jorginho, I believe it for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stuff off the ball, yeah, yeah, that people forget about. So even though he didn't give you them goals, he did a lot off the ball. And if we can just add goals to some of them front, if Jesus can be more clinical, if Foden can be more clinical, I think City will retain the title. And I didn't think they would have done that before. Yeah, it's a bit obviously a massive week for City, and obviously you guys are flexing your your squad as well. And I just want to give a shout out to Cancelo, who I think is a fantastic player. He plays literally wherever he gets chucked, and he's always one of, one of the best players on the pitch. I thought again yesterday he was incredible. Yeah, he, he's he's going to need to be as well. There's going to be plenty of game time there with um, Zinchenko's injury, and is he out for a while? Is it? Uh, he's not out for a while, but I mean, he's he's been out and he's going to take a while to get back to match fitness. Um, he's a good know. player as well. Exactly, and Kyle Walker's fitness, um, he always seems to come off and not play cup games a lot, so Cancelo's played a lot more this season and I think he will play the most minutes this year than he ever has done for City anyway. So, yeah. So, we move from the shithole that was Anfield Stadium to the other shithole, which is the Olympic Stadium, where Brentford ran out 2-1 winners against the Hammers, solidifying their position in the league this season, winning three, drawing three, and losing only one to Brighton and Hove Albion. Stan, for a guy who, as a Brentford player, in his SPL, his SPL, <laughs> he plays in Scotland now, his FPL, how well are these guys doing? Yeah, doing really well. I've, I've just said off off uh, off Mike that they remind me very much of Sheffield United, not necessarily in terms of game style, but just in terms of the manager knowing exactly what the players can and can't do. The players knowing the system really well, and them also not changing it too much when they've been promoted. And and yeah, breath of fresh air. Like I say, in terms of Sheffield, in was it the nineteen twenty season under Wilder? Um, yeah, just just doing really really well at the moment. I think you just mentioned that they lost one in the last seven or something like that. So last two games they've had a three three uh, against Liverpool, which they got with a very late goal uh, to equalise, and a two one at, at the London Stadium, which they robbed again with a late goal with with Wissa, Johan Wissa, the new signing, getting both of those goals to to earn them four points over the over the last two games against you know very good opposition. They like you know they definitely would have taken that before those two games. And uh, yeah, I do, I do. I think they use um, very specific analytical systems to bring the players in as well. So uh, Johan Wiss is a guy that they brought in this summer, I believe. Um, so yeah, the Moneyball system of finding signings has uh, done them uh, done them very good again. Uh, very particular signing. I think Onyeka's one as well that they brought in this summer. Uh, he's looked very very good, Frank Onyeka. Uh, and Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, yeah. <laughs> And Thomas Frank, and yeah. Thomas Frank doing very, That's very, very well. Where are they in the league? Sorry, are they seventh. The, the seventh in the league. I mean, you'd have taken, they'd have taken that after seven games. Brilliant. Yeah. You're only four points off the top of the table. So Leeds, really, West Ham as well. Yeah, you can't really ask for much more than that. But um, the the commentator said it when when they played Liverpool that whoever plays Brentford, you know, you they might lose. But when you come off that pitch at the end of the game, you'll know that you've been 
you know, in a game against a team that, that's given it their all. And I think that's all you can ask as a newly promoted side. It's the biggest banana skin in the league for me. Away at Brentford, I, I don't think that's an easy fixture at all. Just the way the stadium is, the way the fans getting behind them. Um, I, I think I, the de- defensively too, really, really impressive. Um, some of the numbers they're posting. Um, ship chances almost to Liverpool, but they did that by making chances in their own end, by being a bit mm. more direct and scoring three goals against Liverpool, yeah. who had only conceded once before then. And um, one disallowed. Tony. Yeah, exactly. That's a great yeah. And they're yeah. not even relying on Tony, which a lot of people kind of who yeah. didn't know much about him. Yeah, I'm two one goals of them. To I was thinking, um, oh yeah, Tony's got a big job. He needs to score a lot of goals, keep these up. But he hasn't even really. He scored, um, did well at Wolves, and then since that, it's not really been the man they've been relying on. Brian and Buemo looks really good next to him. Um, they're just a, yeah a really unique team really good to watch and they seem like the proper the camaraderie there together the manager knows his players really well like you said yeah um, yeah re- just just really impressed with him um, not knowing a lot of these players a lot of them not playing Premier League before this year yeah. and they've definitely stepped up yeah 90% of uh, his players haven't played in the Premier came out and said and said that might actually work out better for his team due to the the fear factor of having no fear whatsoever and, coming and the into the league. From opposition oh, hundred percent, yeah. and it doesn't get any easier for Brenny as they've got a derby next, and they host Chelsea at home, top of the table at home. But like you just said, then Jim, they will be in a game, yeah. and Chelsea won't be taking Brentford lightly. I can assure you that, given that they've scalped points off Arsenal and Liverpool so far, given and West Ham, and West Ham, yeah, and they've gone away to Wolves and won two nil. Yeah. Like again, a big result for them, newly promoted side stand. But your man. Brian and Burmo, you want to have a little yeah. TikTok about him, don't you? Just, just good player. I mean, he, he um, coming from Troyes. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember him from the uh, playoff final. That you know, he just looked very exciting. And, and Brentford played United in pre-season, and he scored a great goal, getting down that right hand side, cutting in, and, and smacking one into the far corner on his left foot. And um, I remember we when we were doing the fantasy draft, which is, is mentioned again, that Jim said, "Oh, I'm going to get." A player in here that I don't think people will know, and I said, "Is it Mbwemo?" And he picked Mbwemo or Mbwemo. I don't know how you say his name, but just call him Brian. Brian, but Brian. again, he, Brian for any FPLers out there, he is a midfielder on the game, and he plays in up front in a two for to, uh, with the uh, Ivan Tony. So and he's def- got a really a good relationship with Tony. As yeah, well. and and worked really well. And big Tony is yeah, like, sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could do. The way Tony's incredible to watch, by the way, that he doesn't lose a single no, header. Yeah, he's so and strong. The biggest test Brilliant. was when he played against Matip and Van Dijk and just won everything. Yeah, yeah. And then Waymo's really fast, so he gets on the end of him. Yeah, really So fast. it's a really good out ball. And he's got some pedigree. I'm just looking here. He's a France under-21 international well, he's as well. Only, he's so. only 22, so, yeah. you know, even if Brentford, you know, do <clears throat> maybe stay up this season or go down, I think with his performances, even just in the first seven or eight games, he would have impressed some teams who'll be looking at him, so... Yeah, he's done really well for himself, and like I say, Brentford have also done really well for themselves. I think it's a team that you know everybody can like and enjoy with the brand of football that they play. Yeah, and like you said there, Brentford have done quite well for themselves, but Watford haven't. They've already <laughs> sacked the manager. We're not even in November, literally right at the start of October, and they've sacked the manager, and the first game he's got to come in to steady this ship is Liverpool at home. <laughs> So well, they did beat Liverpool at home yes. a few years ago. Sa- so, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. double. Well, this, <laughs> kind of, this, this, this kind of management though, when he sat the manager early last time he was in the Prem, and then the, bapti- the baptism of fire for the new manager, which I think was Sanchez Flores for the second time. 
was at the Etihad and he lost 8-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I'll be captaining Salah this, uh, this week. Well, yeah. Not yeah, Salah. Yeah, not yeah. not, not Salah. Sa- he won't be on the yeah. team. Um, but they've got new personnel at the helm, aren't they, as well, Jim? Yeah, let's have Ranieri's there. Um, I, a lot of people are going to look down on this on Watford. And I, I think Watford have run terribly at the way this just seems to happen every single season. I'm going to give you a stat soon and a little little quiz, actually, Ooh, on Watford managers. Excited. But before that, I will give my opinion on it. I think I think five and early will save Watford. But okay. I, I think getting Ranieri in, who's a really good manager, um, as opposed to Cisco Munez, who, I don't know, you, you kind of... Bit of an Especially unknown money as well. Yeah, and it leads a, a, what I'm reading and people who watch that game and it was just awful. They didn't create anything and especially at Leeds who haven't tied well themselves. That was their first win this season. One shot on target for Watford. Yeah, it's kind of worrying. So you 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 find now you've got an international break to settle in two months away from the January window so we can kind of identify players for the with January to stay up. They're not in the relegation zone at the minute and I think other teams and I'm going to say Teams like Newcastle, who haven't won yet. Teams like Norwich, who stuck with Farker and went down. If they stick with their managers, I think they will go down. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think what a firing early is going to save him. So we'll get on to the game. It, it, it comes in tribute to a, a stat that I've seen on Twitter, which is that they've had 16 managers Ooh, since 2011. Man. Them 16 managers combined managed a total of 427 games. Which is one less than Graham Taylor did in his first belly Watford. <laughs> Which is just Jesus. incredible. Um, so, yeah, I'm not expecting to you know all these. <laughs> but 16 managers. 16 managers since 2011. Can See how many we can name. Okay. Uh, we're going to okay. give you, if you get one wrong, um, you're blanked out. Okay. Uh, so we'll Fl- Flores, obviously. Yeah, we've got some, twice. Yeah, twice. Okay. So there's two. There's two. Pearson. Yeah. Pearson. Yeah. Javi Gracia. Gracia, yeah. Um, who was I'm trying to think who was um, when they beat you and Delafay who scored um, I'll try, try to erase that from him oh no I was going to say the Italian guy but that was Conte wasn't it for you yeah yeah. he yeah, comes no. Cisco Munoz or Cisco yeah, uh, yeah, Munoz, yeah. obviously um, I'm trying to think of like older older Watford yeah. managers Watford manager I can't remember Watford are one of those teams where they go down and come up so often I can't really recall them from any season right, and they change the managers let's so think of often it, it's an Italian yeah. board that's kind of a clue so they had some Italian managers in there you've had Zola Zola was Zola yeah Zola my mind's blank I'll be one honest Italians yeah one was a really um, really big one I think he's the Inter manager for uh, ages Inter Rudy Gatt oh no Inter manager for ages. Old, older guy. One of them went to Everton afterwards. Marco Silva. Marco Silva. Yeah. One. Are you telling me I was at Inter? I think he was at Marine. Inter. I'm pretty sure he was at Inter. Benitez. It wasn't a good Inter, but I think he was there. Um, um, one is still in the Prem now. And you probably... I, I didn't realise he'd managed it. Why can't I remember I it? Well, well, I know why, because he changed the often. I'll you can't. Yeah, oh, you misery. You yeah, please do. Blank out, um, yeah, put the bullet I, in our I don't head. know if he did. I could have just said something to clear on. Did Walter Mazzari? Oh, yeah, Walter Mazzari. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you've he was got Hayden Mullins, who's a caretaker manager twice. Christ. I, I, I don't think you get that. Um, Sancho Flores. Yukanovic, I think, was the Fulham manager. Yukanovic is Fulham now, yeah. Michael Silva, they love taking ex-Watford managers. McKinley. I don't really know who that is. Is it Derek McKinley? I literally don't Impressed know. Impressed if it is. Could be. <laughs> Garcia, I don't know who that is either. 
Garcia. Um, Sanino, I don't know who that is, or you've said. 2011, Sean Dyche. Oh. I oh, didn't realise really? he was watching No, I didn't. I didn't either. But there we go. So, the, we're probably Jesus. only a few managers away now Here's- from Christmas. Here's a little stat that I knew from Pearson as well. On 19th of July 2020, Pearson was sacked with two games remaining in the 1920 season. Watford was seven points adrift at the bottom of the league when Pearson took charge, but three points above the relegation zone when he was sacked. Following his sacking, Watford lost the two remaining games and were relegated. So, will sacking help them, but... It's, it's just mad, I mean, yeah, we all love Ranieri, great bloke, obviously what he did with Leicester was amazing and probably will never ever be done again in our lifetime with, you know, the, the squad and a club of that size and the spending that they, that they did, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does, he's had a few jobs at Sampdoria and I think at Nantes in France that didn't go very well. Allegedly. Um, so we'll, 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 see if, we'll see if he's still got it. That was five or six years ago, but no, a big big name to bring in, and, and you know, Italian board, they probably jumped at the chance yeah. to, to bring it in. So I can't blame him, but I, I would have a bet with somebody that he's not there at the end of the season, that they probably have <laughs> oh, another yeah, one. Probably. I think in the yeah. season they had Pearson, did they have four managers, I think? I think you're right. Uh, including think, the caretaker. I'm, I'm guessing Mullins took over for the last two two games yeah. of that season, so that could be it. But um, Yeah. Yeah, what Watford being Watford, but I don't know about you two, but it came as a bit of a surprise for this to me. I, I, yeah, you know, clip well, four, yes, yes, and no. Four, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of that. But I, I saw a few Watford fans going, well, yeah, but I don't know if that's because they just resigned to that's how they mm. do things, or they genuinely kind of understand why you were sacked. But yeah, well, without without sounding harsh, who cares? Because we'll probably be having true, this though. conversation in March again when Ranieri's been sacked and you know Z- Zola's come back. I'll give I'll give him four or five months. I'll be generous. That, that's yeah, very yeah. generous, but yeah. the tinker man now has to become the thinker man. And lads, I'm going to ask you to have a little think because oh, lovely. Newcastle, Burnley, and Norwich currently occupy the bottom three. But I yeah. want to know which club, in your opinion, is most likely to beat the drop. Uh, Burnley. Yeah, tell me why. Well, Jim's just mentioned that if if uh, Norwich and Newcastle don't sack their managers, yeah. they will get relegated. But I think for Burnley, it's the opposite. I think they need to stick with Dyche and. For mainly the reason that they've got Sean Dyche, I think that they will just stay up because they always do. I know we, we keep saying the luck will run out at some point, but it just doesn't. And Dyche always has these points in the season where you think, oh, this could be the year, even, you know, if December, January, you know, they get it's difficult, it's the turn of the year and they're still down there. And, you know, by game week 32, 33, the, the, you know, the clear of the drop and... Dwight McNeil's already thinking about where he can go on holiday uh, in, in hey, July. If he's so. been double jabbed, anywhere. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but no, but it's got to be Burnley for me. Definitely. Yeah, Burnley for you. And Jim, I'm going to ask you the exact same question, mate. Um, I am one of them people who every season after Burnley overperform think, yeah, this is this is the season now. Do look good down with Dyche. So I'm going to stick with that and say <laughs> that whoever sacks the manager first out of them three oh. will stay up. Okay, I like um, it. I think it's time for change. Jim yeah. wants them to stay up so City can get their annual <laughs> ad, annual 6-0 win against Burnley at the Etihad, that's all I think. And, wow. just, and just about this chat, I had a bet on Steve Bruce to go first. It was very annoying news. And he's not <laughs> yeah. won a game yet, so... And, and Ashley's little puppy is going to stay there pro- somehow. Yeah, probably even more annoying news for Newcastle fans. He's probably one of the safest managers in the league oh, yeah. still. So, which is baffling. There we go. There we go. True. And uh, and I'm just going to chuck my two pence in as well. And I'm going to say Newcastle, cool. just because I think they just have too much quality. I think ASM, even with Callum Wilson being out since he's cut the his back third, after the break as well. The third game, yeah. I think he's been out. Yeah. Um, they've got him, uh, Callum Wilson. 
Miguel Almiron. I just think they have too much quality Joe Willock going as forward. Well. Yeah, 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 even players like him, like Joe Willock. He's got goals for them, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, they do. And and let's be honest, Martin Dubravka is a very good goalkeeper as well. He's, he, I yeah, think he could play at a much better side. Yeah, and yeah. I just think, like I said, I think Newcastle just have a bit too much quality. Yeah. But I genuinely think that. I could do a better job with yeah. Newcastle. You wouldn't be surprised if they got right. I think when you no. look at, I think when you look at them teams on paper and go player for player, Newcastle are the massive yeah. outlier because Norwich yeah. and Burnley squads are the the, the the level of the players yeah. are relegation players. Yeah. Well, that's and, why we say Burnley at some point have got to go because Dyche has overperformed for so long with the expenditure and the level of that squad. Yeah. And, Burnley know. are doing a Wigan. That's what they're doing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, expenditure so low compared to the other teams, and you know, picks up players on freeze, promotes from from within, and you know, a million pound transfers from the championship, and like I say, they're always comfortable. So a- fair play, Mister Dash, Maxwell Corner, they splashed fifteen Maxwell, million on him. Yeah. That's a record, wasn't it? I know. Not what, only was he a record. That about? <laughs> yeah, not only is a record, he's he's not from the UK. So, he's not from the uh, British Isles. So yeah, although he did he did score on his debut and get injured, didn't he? So uh, respect. We'll, we'll see if he if he respect. finds his way back in over. Over Charlie Taylor at left back. He might only find his way in with an Irish passport. So, welcome back, listeners. You've had a nice little break, but get your phones out ready. Load up Bet365, Skybet, wherever you bloody bet, and listen to what I've got to say. It's the international break, but it doesn't mean that Bet of the Week is on the back burner. Oh, no. Listen up. So, we're going to start in the National League. We've gone Wrexham, yes. Ryan Reynolds and Rob uh, McKelleny's Wrexham to beat Chesterfield in a quarter to eight kickoff in that one. We've got Wigan to beat Lincoln. And then we're going to move on to some World Cup qualifiers. I've gone Scotland to beat Israel. And I've gone England to beat Andorra to nil away from home. So, just to recap, Wrexham to beat Chesterfield. Wigan to beat Lincoln City. Scotland to beat Israel and England to win to nil away at Andorra. And lads, what can the listeners do with the information I've just presented to them? They can shove it up the rackers. Hello and welcome back to That's the Way the Cookie Crumbles. And it is time for everybody's favourite game. It's time for 11 And as you know by now, we try and tie it in to something that we've spoken about in the pod and obviously... The biggest thing in football now is that Claudio Ranieri has come back to, well, the Premier League and he's gone to Watford. Now, we've already mentioned it, he was at Leicester, if you were living under a rock, he was at Leicester and he did pretty well there and his last game for Leicester as Leicester manager was away at Sevilla in the Champions League round of 16 first leg. He lost 2-1. Can you remember the scorers for Sevilla? Yeah. Go on. Navas. No. Pablo, Pablo, Pablo Sarabia <laughs> and Joaquin Correa. Oh. Ah, I was going to say them as well. Sarabia won off my effort. A few players for Sevilla. I'll go through their team. So obviously, you know, I'm not going to ask for Sevilla's 11. Little hint there. I'm going to ask for the other team's 11, which was Leicester. So Sevilla's team, Sergio Rico, Mariano, Adil Rami, Clement Longley, now at Barcelona, Escudero. Lovely double pivot of Steven and Zonzi and Samir Nasri, two Premier League legends. With Sarabia, Joaquin Correa, Vitolo, and also City legends, Stefan Jovetic up front. Wow. wow. So, over to you two Huge. and you listeners. I prefer that Sevilla. Leicester's 11. Who's going to go first? Or am I going to have to choose? Whatever you like. Yeah, you choose. Okay. Uh, Cook will go first. That's being so polite then, saying whatever you like. Okay. I'll go. Cookie first. Leicester's 
11. You know what? I'll, I'll play it safe. I'll go Kasper Schmeichel. Kasper Schmeichel, bang. Good. He did that start. Nah, sorry. Clever from you. I'm now, this, this is a little easier for you because, because, because you, in the past we have done random League Cup teams and shit yeah. like that. So, <laughs> you do know that it's going to be... Oscar, you weren't playing. Stop trying to sell. I think, no, I think what... Yeah, what... Wait. Wait. Jamie Vardy, that's what he was saying. Yeah, he did. And he scored. That's what he was trying yeah. to tell you. Extra, he scored the away yeah. goal for Leicester. He's I'm like Ace Ventura. He's cheating him. I'm like Ace Ventura. He's no, he didn't cheat. Play. He didn't play. Who did he play for? Cook. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> nice. Cook. Ace Ventura. I'm going to go. Guess. We've got Vardy and Schmeichel, so you you've got what? striker I'm and keeper. Go with another pillar of this Leicester side, Robert Hooth. Robert Hooth was in there as well. Wow. I'm going to go with England legend Wes Morgan. <laughs> Morgan was in there as well. I'm going to go with other England legend Danny Simpson. Yes, he was right back. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with Christian Fox. Yes. Yeah, Allegedly. they won. They Allegedly. won. Allegedly. He, does, he does as well. They won. Well. Yeah, Allegedly. they won the Premier that back four. Respect. Anyway. Five. Five with Casper in that as well. Yeah, All right. So I need the whole midfield, please. Two and a three. You know what? I'm going to go for a risk. I'm going to roll the dice. Oh, fuck. Andy King. He didn't play. Fuck! Andy King didn't play. I'm not going to roll any dice. Oh, you pussy. I'm going to go with Marky Mark O'Brien. O'Brien oh, did start on the left He's wing. He's a good lad, O'Brien. Good. What year was this? 2016? 16-17. Uh, yeah. February 17, this, this first leg was. Shakespeare took over after this. Mm. William? Yes. Yeah. The very one. Okay. Big. I'm gonna go for. Ooh, who the fuck did they have at this point? I will tell you, since you're on one life, that there are still a couple of stalwarts from that title. Can, can I have the positions? That you haven't we said. Can I have the positions? We, we, we um, attacking midfield, right midfield, and your double pivot, please. So you've got four left. Okay. So you've got Schmeichel, Simpson, Morgan, Hooth, Fuchs, or Fuchs, sorry. Vardy and Brighton, so I need the other four players, please. I said Mares, but he might have left. No, Riyad Mares was there. He yeah, signed in that left. summer city. I wasn't sure which. Year, and he actually yeah. played in the ten. Oh, oh, so did he? I need a right wing. Brighton must have been on the left then. He was cutting inside. So he would have been on the right. So there, I need a player on the right and your double pivot, please, Jim. I actually think I know. Who it I is. think I know who it is. I'm gonna gamble because you're on one life. Yeah, he's on one life. Go on. I'll go with Nathan Dyer. No. You know what I was gonna say? Who? Gizal. No. Neither of those. Yeah, but you want to go, go go safe in the middle. Go safe. Forget you heard Kazal. Okay. Yeah, I will do. Okay. Um, one each. Yeah. Still one life each. Listeners at home, I hope you're doing well. Another Algeria. Hope, hope you're still listening in. And I know you're probably screaming out a name from this midfield that has, has, hasn't been mentioned yet. I can't. A Shut stalwart. <laughs> a timperly stalwart, actually, which some people will understand. In the middle of the park. Yeah, you should know. Shout out to John. Simply legend. So I've gone quiet. I'm just having a think. Cook, uh, come on. A stonewall of you that team. You sound the fucker. Stonewall of the team. Surely not drink water. Danny drink water. Yeah. I thought he'd left. That's no, why we were saying him. That's why we were saying him. You should know left. when Chelsea signed him. No, but really, really, really. It was, really? It was. <laughs> really? It was a big signing. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge. I think signing. Ingolo would come. Yeah, so he, yeah, him yeah. We didn't him. because he didn't play. All right. So but you've got. It was the year after we recreated Leicester's midfield. It must have been. <laughs> you've got your right winger and uh, Danny Drinkwater's partner in midfield. All right, I think we're going to struggle for and right wing. I'll give you both a clue. They are both Nigerians. 
That is a clue because my guy who I was going to guess is not Nigerian. Well, there you go. You got one left. Yeah, we both Nigerians. Doesn't tell me who it is. Yeah, it does. It does. Does it? I'm missing someone. Oh, yeah. Be close to all. He's still there. He's still there. Yeah, he's still at Leicester. Which one? Which uh, the midfielder? The centre midfielder. Yeah. Fuck. That's put the pressure on. Nah, you get it. Nah. I don't think I will. You will think. You will. Think of Leicester's midfield. He's been there since then. We'll say his name and I'll tell you if he has. I think so. Indeedy? Yes. He's been there since then. Yes, indeedy! Yes, indeedy. I honestly thought they. That was like quite, quite recent. Mm. No, it's, it's I was going to guess Cambiasso, so it was good. I know the you. I know the other Nigerian as well. <laughs> Ahmed Musa. Ahmed Musa was on the right <laughs> wing. Mavadi in ultimate team. Course. Yes, lovely. <laughs> a lot of people. There you go. So sweaty. A classic Leicester team, and yeah, the last team Claudio Ranieri put out for the Foxes. So right, there we, we go. Eleven above, done and dusted. You know Thank what? you for playing. I'm happy with what we did there. Same. Gizal. <laughs> Gizal. <laughs> Okay, listeners, we've tickled your balls a little bit with Elevenable, but of course we're going to make it more interactive for you. And I've got a couple of who am I's for you. So, lads, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As they're both on their phone. Yes, Dad. Googling who am I's. What? <gasps> Just Googling what Allegedly. is what you're thinking. Um, I wouldn't Google that. <laughs> Google what? Hope you got a condom, because i got a dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> but... We're going to start with the old cliche of clue number one is very, very hard. And when we end up at clue number five, it should be. I've walked you up to the door almost Thank you. for anyone who's never played before at home. So the first, well, statement is I was born on the 3rd of October. So yesterday, but in 1981. Oh, okay. Collection. 1981, so he's Which 40. makes me 40. Oh, but they were singing birthday boys. The guy who was singing... No, no. Um, <laughs> 40 years old, Jim. Who's 40 years old? I know. Salvatore Siriu. It's not, but I like where your mind's at. Uh, Mikel Silvest. Again, I like where your mind's at, but no. Probably could be 40. Clue number two. I won Serie A with three different teams. Serie <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> A with three different teams. Um... Uh, no, he's, he's older than that. Serie uh, So, who was you thinking? I was going to say Batistuta because he played for a few teams, but he, he would have only been like 18 when he was smashing it, so no. It's not him. So, he, he would have been in his 20s in the noughties. Would he? So, that gives that's, that, that's that gives away. Um, nah, Ibra's not 40, is he? Pavel Nedved. It's not Pavel Nedved. So you won it with Lazio as well, didn't Although, you? Although, oh, what a head of hair. That's it, really. What a head of hair. Yeah, and still. And still. Directed. And still. Directed, yeah. <laughs> with a full head of hair. <laughs> Powell Nedved. Um, I don't know, I don't have a guess. Okay. I'm going to save my guess. There. Okay. I've won Ligue 1, the Eredivisie, multiple times, as well as one La Liga. So the Dutch League. So I've won multiple Ligue 1 and Eredivisies. As well as one La Liga. Oh, he's good then. As yeah. well as winning from clue number two, Serie yeah, A yeah, with yeah. three different teams. I know who it is. Do you? Yeah. Are you going to give me a guess first? Yeah. So kind. Are you give me a clue. Um. Is he bald? No. That's my clue. Uh, he's he's definitely no not bald. No bald. Um. In fact, you could say he's got a mane. Um. You could. 
I like that. Who stuff. has manes, Jim? Mains. Or what has a mane? What? A liar? Hmm? Is that going to be a clue? Yeah. It's, it's a perverted, it's a big clue. It's a... Don't know. 40 year old. You've already said his name. A lion. But didn't guess. When does it do that? Ebra's not 40, is he? What is it, Ebra? Yeah. <laughs> Is he actually four? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear him say Ebra's not four. He did. So, clue number four was I famously turned down a trial at Arsenal saying Beep doesn't do auditions. Yeah. And clue number five was I scored a ridiculous over a kick against England. Yeah. Oh. So, who, who gets that? Stan? Cause, yeah, we yeah, get it. Stan, it Stan, Stan I, I did know it. Stan yeah, knew yeah, it, yeah. 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 But yeah, Zlat. I was yeah. trying to think of players that. Do you think he was older or younger? Probably younger. I think he was forty. Forty. Yesterday, yesterday. because I saw, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. 40, and he was near forty, but because he was playing, I thought he's not yeah, forty. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Though. Fair enough, Weaver. Mm. There you go. I did That's actually ask Oli. doing a player so big like that because I think mm-hmm. you naturally think it's going to be some Obscure. random fucker like Sirigu. Well, I did actually ask Ollie before. Ollie, name me some player that's been at a few clubs. Zlat. That was the first person <laughs> well, he said to me. So, that's a good, good but, one. But I'll mix it up. Sticking with the 40s theme, I was born on the 13th of June, 1980, making me 41. Bit older. 13th of June. Year older. Just a year older. In the year above at school. Uh, so again, Mikhail Silvest. No worse. Again in his prime in the noughties. Yeah. Uh, oh, Diego Forlan. It's not. Okay, this should help you out a bit. I've been capped 80 times for France, scoring nine goals. I was closer than you. You were. When you deep it. You were. So that was in South America. I was. was my um, 90 Ebra. goals. 80 caps. 90. 9 80 caps, goals. Patrice Ebra. No. No, he's not that old. He's not fucking, but he's not playing anymore. He's not that good in front of goal either. I don't know, he gets some cracking strikes. Ebra's a lion though, isn't he? Um, 41. Ebra's the chicken. Oh, um. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ludovic Julie. Oh, it's not, but respect. Oh. Respect. Clue number three. I played in England, France, Turkey, India, Egypt, <laughs> and finished my career in Luxembourg. Amazing. I love more so just to recap, I've played in England, in- France, Turkey, India, Egypt, and ended my career in Luxembourg. Oh, fuck me. That's class. That's class. That's Do you rate that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like it when they play in all the continents. There's a player I'm thinking of, but there's no way he only scored nine goals for France. <laughs> India. Um, oh, it's gonna be so oh no! Dust. What did you say? So England, Turkey. France, Turkey, India, Egypt, and Luxembourg. Oh, speaking of Egypt, Mexico, Dennis. Can't think of any Egyptian clubs. Uh, Bob Weiner. That's no. a good shout. But he is a, um, an oil slag. He'll go anywhere. So am I. Just fill up my car. Same. <laughs> there is there is petrol now, guys. <laughs> just India. I tell you what I'll do for you. you no can, wait. You can ask Turkey. me after this. Where he played for one of his countries. Luxembourg. I'll go, I'll go that far for you. Uh, we've done it in the Luxembourg team, so you want me to say that? No, I'll say that. I'm trying to think of a random fucker. Uh, David Trezeguet. No. Okay, so I'll give you clue number four, and then if you want his club mm-hmm. for one of the nations, I'll give it you. Okay. My honours include multiple ligas, two Premier Leagues, three FA Cups, and one Champions League. England, you said that didn't you? I did. I just ignored it. That's why. Where did I get Falguena? So just again, my honours include multiple ligas, 
multiple Premier Leagues, multiple FA Cups, and one Champions League. Multiple I'm not having that this is who I think it is. Who do you think Surely you played more. Nicholas Anelka. It's not Anelka. He <laughs> must have scored more than nine for France. But you are. He was in oh, Turkey, you wasn't he? He's warm. He was oh, in you Turkey, warm. wasn't he? <gasps> No, no, he's now on the prim, of course he's not. Who, who, who? Go on. <laughs> it doesn't see. count, but tell me who it was. Uh, David Ingog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it well, counts. Might it counts now, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. <gasps> Go on. Say it. Maluda. Yes! <laughs> from Maluda, Luda, Luda, from Maluda. <laughs> yes, the last clue was I was made to train with the reserves after refusing to leave Chelsea after winning the Champions League. <laughs> so yeah, former Maluda has played in England, uh, France, Trasbonspor in Turkey, Delhi Dashers in <laughs> India. Don't even know if that's their fucking real name. <laughs> Cairo isn't FC. You, isn't that what you call the shits after a Vindaloo? <laughs> a Delhi Dasher. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm off for a Deli Dasher. Right. <laughs> it, it sounds like a butty man, that. Deli <laughs> Hello, Deli Dashers. So, yeah, so just to recap, who am I number one was Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and Stan won that one. And who am I number two was, of course, Flor Maluda, and Jim won that one, making it 1 1 at the end of this week. Deli Dynamos, not Deli Dashers. <laughs> Okay, it's time for the shittest part of the podcast where we have to love you and leave you. But it's a nice time in the podcast because I'm telling you where to find us when we're not around. So you can find us on Insta and Twitter at CookiePodcast1. That's at CookiePodcast, followed by the numerical one. You can get us in a clip format on YouTube. Just search in TTWTCC Podcast. And you can go to our host platform if you don't have Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, to find us there. It's been episode 118 of the Cookie Podcast, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. See you later.